Welcome once again to Inspire Me. I'm your host, René Dubouvoir, and I'd like to talk this episode about crisis, chaos, and communication. Your words matter. You've heard of all of these acronyms that are out there. You may even own a very successful business where you print t-shirts with hashtags, with acronyms that have a meaning towards a particular cause, towards a particular event. It's popular and it's profitable to go into that line of business. There are so many hashtags out there It's probably very difficult to remember them all or know them all, but there are some out there that you know unequivocally, and the moment you see it or you hear it, you know about it, you've heard about it, and you may even understand a great many things about it. One such acronym that I will mention is BLM, Black lives matter. Following that takeoff, because black men and women were being killed in the most horrific of ways at the hands of white police officers, this hashtag, this movement, this organization was created It had nothing to do with the lives of Chinese people or Mexican people or white people, really, even though the deaths were happening at the hands of whites, in particular, white police officers. The whole message behind the acronym, the the words, the power of the words, is quite simply put, Black Lives Matter. This was created because in the United States, we were inundated with the death of black lives at the hands of white police officers with no justification, what the hell, for whatever reason. They were just dying, 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 being stopped while driving black being stopped while walking black. I can name you several, Trayvon Martin. There's so many of them. Of course, the most recent of the year of 2020 that led to a huge march all over the United States and the world under the banner of Black Lives Matter was at the death of a white officer who put his knee and all of his body weight on the neck of George Floyd. Crisis, chaos, and communication. Your words matter. That's what I'm going to deal with today in this episode. After the rise of Black Lives Matter, you started hearing from whites in America saying that blue lives matter. But they didn't necessarily use the same 
letter acronym BLM, Blue Lives Matter. They couldn't actually, and I don't think that they wanted to even come close to suggesting that they were one and the same. Maybe some had the decency to, to try to interconnect them, but a great many of them were appalled by the whole idea of Black Lives Matter. And what started happening was a lot of misunderstanding from the communication coming from people who thought they understood the message, the vision, and the mission of Black Lives Matter. And because the communication was not correct, chaos ensued. This whole Black Lives Matter and communicating what that meant stemmed from a crisis. And then you had world leaders, not around the world, but within the United States, who were saying the most asinine things in defense of white officers killing black people. There was no age limit. There was no uh, color hue in particular. It was just white cops against black people. And you could live in a neighborhood where there were homes, two, three million or more, and you could still get stopped while driving black. There were countless, it it didn't appear, it became so out of control that every day, I know one month, every day, the news was popping up with the story of somebody black dying, literally over nothing. They weren't in a store robbing. They weren't doing what a lot of these white men do with their NRA loving behinds, going in schools and in places of business and shooting everybody to death. It wasn't instances like that. It was just whites who were intimidated, who don't like. I mean, I just, I find it very difficult to communicate even now my rage because I'm a black woman against whites who think it's okay to hate me and hate my existence because I'm black. When you looked at the insurrection that happened on the Capitol, January 6, 2021, who did you see out there? Whites, white men, white women. And as I characterized them and tried to communicate the crisis, the chaos, and the communication while bearing in mind my words matter, What you didn't hear so much in the news was the classification, the social economic status group that these whites came from. In America, they would be called trailer park trash or simply white trash, uneducated, opioid using type whites. 
it's very difficult to understand the plagiarism in words when you're trying to define and communicate what you see happening around you. Is it fair that the news always reports a crime and when it's a black man always say, a black man robbed the store today on blah, blah, blah and not a white man robbed the blah, blah, blah. In America, it's precisely like that. It is not communicated in the same way. The only way that you know that it was a white man that did this horrible thing is when they show you the pictures of this dude in act and doing what he was doing. Like the young white guy that went into a church doing Bible study with the sole intended purpose to kill the pastor and those who were in attendance. Nobody said in the beginning that he was a young white dude or young white man. You didn't know that until you saw on the video camera when he was entering the church. Crisis, chaos, and communication. Your words matter. When there's not a balance in communication, especially when it comes to race relations, of course you're going to have the battered race rise up. Now that brings a pause and maybe a question to ponder. Because these white insurrectionists that left fossies all over the Capitol, that good, decent people within the Capitol that work in the Capitol had to clean up, urine everywhere. They went there to do what's happening in Miramar. They went there to take over the government and literally to kill people that, I'm sorry, but Donald Trump incited and told them to do. He was angry that he didn't win re-election. Nobody wanted that bloke back in office. He was horrible. I'll say it. He was horrible. It was, it, it was just unbecoming to, to have a leader of the most powerful country in the world stand up and boldly say and communicate I can kill somebody in the middle of Times Square and I'll get away with it. It was the most insane communication every day for five years. People with a heartbeat in the post in the United States were waking up to depression and to the most horrific things communicated that ultimately led to crisis and chaos. So now I'm going to redirect you to do your words matter? Have you ever said something about someone and they, they heard what you said and then they repeated it, but they didn't repeat it the way you said it. And the way you said it was very becoming, but also what you said highlighted 
perhaps the danger or of that person's behavior or perhaps something negative with regards to that person but you certainly didn't defame them but the person you spoke this to and communicated this with took what you said heard what you said and exacerbated on it and told it to other people and at the end of the day by the time it came back to you you were the bully you were the bad one and somebody and everybody wanted to hang you from a gallow do your words matter i say that they do if donald trump can incite an insurrection and there has been so much fact and factual evidence flawlessly executed during this trial to convey that he did precisely that look the man was not accustomed to losing even though he was losing all his life but was telling a lie he's just a liar pure and simple and lies are like feathers when you put them out there you can't get them all back lies create crisis lies create chaos did his words matter hell yeah because it was his words that led to this insurrection have you used your words in such a way that a couple that you know that you talked about is now on the verge of divorce do your words matter does it matter to sit on a public platform like this and if you're going to communicate as i am what is happening in the community in the village in the world is it good to only give one opinion or one side of that opinion when you pick up any coin no matter what country you're in that country's coin has two sides you know it and i know it with the force of a person being pent up or have pent up needs will come the jubilation of freedom but is that good just because you've been pent up and god knows i've been pent up with donald trump and i've been just waiting for the opportunity to articulate my thoughts there's a time and a place and there is a way to disclose your thoughts without really defaming the person's character i think he's taking care of that all on his own i don't need to throw water or fuel on it he's already inflamed but so are other people or businesses when you use your words rather than to magnify and edify you use to set a blaze and when i say that there's a force that comes with being pent up from the need of being pent up and you find yourself embracing jubilation of freedom i say that that's out of place you you should not celebrate using your words to defame to destroy 
Your words should be like diamonds. They should sparkle. They should edify. They should glow. They should add beauty to what is being articulated and communicated at that time. Same if you're talking about a crime. Same if you're discussing the vulgar behavior of an individual. There's a way to disclose it and communicate it so that your words have meaning and your words will matter and your words will have a message. Look here, not everybody's going to like your message. There were more Republicans that walked out during the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump than there were, of course, Democrats, obviously. But you understand that Donald Trump is not the only one on trial. The Republicans are too. Why? Because they enabled him for five years to be the so-and-so that he is and that he was. So think about the crisis that's happening right now. Think about what would happen if you communicate something that is going to, by and large, completely tear down a person's life or their business, like when the Twin Towers came down at 9-11. When 9-11 was being communicated by, in particular, American journalists, I don't think there was one that articulated and communicated what they saw happening and what had happened in the United States on that day without tears. The communication was done with outrage. It was done and spoken with high emotions. Do you understand that you can be so emotional and so passionate about something that you're communicating that your communication can venture off track and again, create crisis and chaos. And that becomes the pathway for your words to matter by way of destroying or by way of building up. I've often said to handle yourself Use your head. To handle others, use your heart. All I'm saying is, you see a lot happening as it relates to this hashtag, cancel culture. People's contracts, acting contracts, work contracts. People are losing because words matter. People are being canceled because they say things that millions of others find just highly disturbing. You may like Donald Trump. You may be in favor of Donald Trump. But be aware of what you say when you communicate about Donald Trump. Because it can cause you to lose contracts. It can cause you to lose, period. It can cause you to be banned. So this is what I mean when I'm saying to handle yourself, use your head. 
nothing wrong with talking about your displeasure with a man like him. But think about how you're going to use your words and let your words matter when you communicate them. When I say handle others, use your heart, I'm talking about the very thing I've been saying for the last 20 minutes. Use your heart when you're going to talk about other people. Same if you don't bloody like them. And I know that's hard to do. But think about it before you communicate it. Because communication, excuse me, can lead to crisis. It can lead to chaos. It can lead to death. It can lead to mayhem. It can lead to altercations. It can lead to divorce. It can lead to family members not communicating for years. Communication. Crisis within the communication. Chaos that you sort of embed in your communication can lead to your words having such impact and mattering so much, if that is a word, mattering, that it can lead to an insurrection. It can lead to people misreading what you're communicating. It can lead to people jumping out and doing crazy, bizarre, asinine things because of your words. And you can fall back in the cut all you want to and try to declare and decree that you didn't mean or intend for people to go out and be violent. Yes, you did. If you said fight like hell, yes, you did. If you went and told people, we're not going to take this. And the only way to keep your country, the only way to keep your marriage is to go and fight like hell. What are you talking about? When have you ever heard a leader say, in order to keep your country, let's come together and pray and unify ourselves. Oh, this is good. When have you ever heard a leader say something like that? And I know there's some out there, but when have you ever heard it? Think. When have you ever heard that? Well, I'm going to say it. All the chaos, all the crisis coming from words that truly matter, coming from our communication back and forth, publicly to one another, privately to one another, it leads to self-destruction or it leads to peace and unity, decency and good order. Think about what you're saying. Let me tell you something. My dad used to say, and you should have known I was going there because as I said in another episode, when my dad was dying of neoblastoma brain cancer, before he got to a place with his brain where he wouldn't even know who he was, much less who I was, he gave me what I call golden nuggets for my life. And one of the things that he said to me was this, to humans... Because he was a preacher, yeah? So communication and my mother, an educator, who is still living, they they raised us to understand that communication articulated your thoughts, your feelings, your direction, your path, your upbringing. It exposes who you are and why you are the way that you are. 
One of the things dad said to me was to humans, words are more than a means of communication. They can shape our beliefs, behaviors, feelings, and ultimately our actions. When it comes to your language and your communication, the rule is that it's not what you say, but what people hear. Oh, la, 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 la. Shall I tell you again? When it comes to your language and your communication, the rule is that it's not what you say, but what people hear. We're talking about crisis, chaos, and communication. Do your words matter? The answer is yes. If it is true that it's not what you say, but what people hear, that explains a whole lot in your life and in mine. Because we're all, under the sound of my voice, dealing with something professionally, personally, privately, and publicly that has to do with something we said. And now we've got the duty, the charge, to figure out how to clean it up, how to save face, or how to regain face behind the words of our mouths. I understand that Donald Trump has no remorse for anything he said over the five years. How sad, how very, very sad. If my dad was right as a preacher, preaching 56 years of his life, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess before God, God have mercy on you, Donald Trump, and people like him. Words do matter. And you're either gonna answer for your words in this life or the next one. It's like I've said, if you're digging a ditch, a pit, to put somebody else in it by destroying their name, their character, their family, their work, you dig another ditch because the first one is yours and you're going to drop long before they do. Oh, this is good. Do words matter? Yes. And it's also what people hear. That's why I began earlier by saying, you can say something about a situation to someone privately or publicly. And what they hear is not necessarily what you said. But sometimes we communicate things and we use words that are very active. Words that are what I would call... um, hyperaction words to say let's go and fight like hell let's go to the capital and fight like hell look here you are inciting those people to go to the capital he said it what I'm saying is that you can say something like that and you're not only creating a crisis chaos through your communication and because you're saying it like that We're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to fight like hell. 
I'm sorry. Boom. You're guilty. And you're wrong. But you're guilty. Those people took the action words that were spoken and they walked to the Capitol. And because they were hearing these kinds of things for many months and maybe well up to two years, they were well prepared. My question to you, do your words matter? Think about what you've said just today. Think about a presentation you have forthcoming. Think about what you're going to say. Is it going to touch, heal, and inspire? Is it going to damage? Is it to break down damage control? Is it to edify? Is it to destroy? Is it to defend yourself before a body of people because you've been lied on? Lies are like feathers. Once they're out there, you can't get them all back. I hope you've enjoyed this particular episode that I've called Crisis, Chaos, and Communication. Your words matter. Please remember, when it comes to language and communication, the rule is that it's not what you say, but what people hear. I'm Renée Dubovois. You've been listening to Inspire Me. Thank you so very much for donating to keep this program going, for your support by sharing the podcast and all that you do to touch and heal and inspire me. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir.